0: Hi, it's Cammie, Chris Kamara and
1: you are listening to the Trinity Heritage Podcast with Jamie and Lee Robinson. They are unbelievable.
2: Good afternoon, good morning and good evening from wherever you're listening from. Welcome to episode 30 of the Wakefield Trinity Heritage Podcast, the number one Wakefield Trinity Podcast worldwide. I'm your co-host Jamie Robinson and once more I am joined by my dad, my fellow co-host Lee Robinson. Welcome dad, how are we doing?
0: Hello and welcome to this Monday night podcast. Uh, this week we go back to the late 90s and welcome a member of the 1998 First Division Grand Final winning team and now a local businessman and all-round good bloke, Marty Law.
1: <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> Cheers for that, Lee, Jamie. Right.
2: Yeah. Good to welcome you. I was just, you were just saying just before we came on that you were, you were dying to come on just because you're a veteran podcaster now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think they were my words, uh, Jamie, they, but um, I was saying, because we've stacked, because me and our kid do a, a few of us on now, but it, it feels a totally <laughs> a totally different way of doing it this way, so, but no, no, I'm good, I'm looking forward to it, it'll be good, so, I
2: hope. I'm only pulling you like mate, but we, we might as well start with that, mate, you, you're, um, your kid actually messaged us just to get a bit of advice and now to kickstart things, and it seems to be going well for you.
1: Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's um, it's one of them things. We started it a bit in lockdown, um, me great, and then as mate Mark Elm, he were doing going through the middle of his PhD uh, in strength and conditioning over at Leeds Beckett. And we'd just have little Zoom meetings just together, just start, just a bit of a catch-up, what sort of stuff he was doing, what sort of stuff we were doing training-wise and all the things. And we're going, yeah, maybe it wouldn't be a bad little idea of a podcast. This. And we recorded some of them, and we never did not note with them. We just didn't do a thing. We just like everything else it just gets pushed back pushed back and then we came out of lockdown and we cracked on and then we've uh yeah we revisited and, and like speaking to you when we saw you doing this and I great phoned you up and uh and had a bit of a chat did he bump into you first jamie I don't. Um... Um,
2: he, we bumped into i think it was at the hall of fame dinner or the past players do I've yes it, that's time. right
1: yeah he did yeah yeah because when we're speaking at that yeah so Grace spoke to you then didn't he and he came back he went in. Yeah, i think we I think we can get them going. We'll be on. All- <laughs> so yeah. So that's how. it, So yeah. So we owe you for that one, don't we? Um, so yeah. So uh, so here a, I am. Give in
2: yourself it. a plug, mate. What's it called? Where where can you find it?
1: Uh, it's called uh, the Yorkshire Fitness Podcast. Uh, it's on Spotify and uh, Apple to Apple uh, Podcasts or whatever it is. I think YouTube. Even does it, does this go on YouTube?
2: It doesn't it actually, we did actually think yeah. about putting on YouTube, but we, we just mm. we stick we stuck to the audio side of things, so yeah. yeah. can't our pretty faces every week,
1: unfortunately. Yeah, and I was going to say, I mean, this is a thing, you know, like, I don't know whether that's a good thing for us, I've been uh, on YouTube, but <laughs> we'll see.
2: Superb stuff, mate. So we'll get stuck straight in, obviously, you mentioned you've listened to a few of these podcasts already, you know the first question coming. Um, I have, yeah. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the words Wakefield Trinity?
1: Well, do you know what? This answer, I'd I genuinely already got this answer, but I've listened to a few of yours and the and a player and a past player said the exact same one and it's home. Jamie, um uh, the reason why probably, you know, growing up watching, you know, being a fan, being a season ticket holder, standing on terraces, then I didn't actually sign for Wakefield first, which we'll probably end up going on to first, but then coming back felt like when it felt like home, if you know what I mean, and then still now, still coming down now, it's, you know, like Bellevue, we all know that it's not in, it's not in best shape at the minute, but hopefully things are moving forward with that, or it's, it's looking, you know, like best it's ever been, it looks like it's happening now, doesn't it, but it's still our home, isn't it, we, uh, we love it, it's just, it's one of them things, I don't know, so home, and it were righty who said it, when I heard him say it, I thought, well, he's already used it, but uh yeah, but that's, that's what it is to me, I think.
0: I of to say that, though no, that it is like home. It's a bit like church, you know. It's so it's where we
1: all go back. It's where we grow up. It's like our it, at home sometimes. It, it's just a funny. It's just got a funny feeling about it, Lee. It's just I don't know. Just I think if you probably everybody maybe fans of every club that their home ground. If that's where you know that's where they've gone. To, I mean, I suppose because it hasn't changed. It's, maybe that. Maybe that makes it feel more homely, but. Just drive down Doncaster Road. I mean, it ain't a nice drive down Doncaster Road as such, as it? If you were to queue in traffic and, and everything else, but it just but yeah, yeah, a, it does. It's just it just got that feel about place, on it, the pitch and everything when you look on it. I don't know. Yeah.
0: When did you start going down? Who were you saw, who were your heroes as a kid?
1: Uh well, I I, I was very lucky in a lot of ways, which I'll talk about. But heroes growing up. Um when I watched it was your bells. Richard Slater were just coming through, and I, I really liked Slats. Uh, my dad actually worked with Slats. My dad was Slats were uh, my dad's apprentice at <laughs> council as a gas fitter, but I, I loved Slats just how he played. Um I always liked loose forwards really. That's where I played as a kid, so I always liked your loose forwards, back rows. And Nigel Bell played quite a bit of loose forward. I liked him when Ray Price came. He were a, he was something else. One he? he were. A, mm. Um, a little bit so I've got loads but Gas Spencer I always joke about it because I've got Gas Spencer's autograph still at home I mean <laughs> got, uh, there's Gaz's and Price's and all them and all them lads I've got their autographs still you know from uh, from running up outfield so yeah so it was that era really I think the one I, I did go before then but I don't remember it as much do you know like I, I do remember going before then but uh, yeah that's that's the times I remember mainly um, yeah
0: you're making me feel old now, because I was a twenty-year-old physio in them days. So when you were, well, yeah, in,
1: yeah, but I mean, I was the the physio been... for the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I know, I know, but but that's the thing, isn't it? You do. Yeah. You, 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 it just goes on so quick, doesn't it? At the time, but yeah, yeah. So that so they were the main ones, because I was going to like one of the things I mentioned, like Yorkshire Cup final, but I went to the one when we played Cass at Helen mm-hmm. Road, and me and me, me and my best mate, it's like one of my best mates, but we used to have a season ticket together. And we caught train to Leeds. To go watch, thinking that we get off at train station, this Ellen Road would be there. <laughs> and we got off and we're going, Where's Ellen Road? We asked the bloke, you know, like or somebody and they went that like, down there, so, so we ended up jumping in a taxi at 1314 and <laughs> uh getting to Ellen Road to watch that. So I remember that pretty uh pretty clearly. Uh so uh yeah, yeah. So it were uh, it were good. I used to love it down there. Some good, you've mentioned it before, some great crowds are on there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 we don't get them now, but we used to get, eight, it, it, I think the capacity was 8,000 and we used to fill it when Leeds came, Wigan yeah. came, Australia came that night in the rain.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: 8, yeah. for those games.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, no. Brilliant atmosphere, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, was, it was yeah.
1: good, good Yeah, yeah. Never forget it now.
0: Mate, you're from Flunchio. Tell us about growing up at Flunchio with your family.
1: Um, Just pretty standard, really. Lee. But, you know, like, got my brother and I, Graham, obviously. Mm-hmm. who, um, same, he's three years younger. So most of our uh, childhood were just growing up. There were Grasmere playing field, Endermers mm-hmm. Road. That were pretty much it, really. Into the field, whatever sport were on grandstand that week, uh, got played in field. Uh, there were a little tennis courts there. So if it were Wimbledon, we are playing tennis. If it was Challenge Cup final, we are playing rugby. And, but it, to be honest, we are mainly all rugby. Kids round our way. There, there were a, quite a big... Um, yeah, quite a strong rugby, just rugby fans, I think, really. But my cousin, we've talked about this before, haven't we? So my cousin, who is actually two or three younger than my dad, uh, well, is Gary Hale. So mm-hmm. so as we're growing up, obviously, looking up to him and then Craig, his son, is the same age as me. There's 3 months in us, so we went to school all the way together. So there were me, him, great tag along. There were some other lads our age, a bit older. And we just meet up. And play rugby and everything in there. But so rugby were quite a a strong thing with us that we had it. We all had a bit we felt like we got a bit of a, a bit of connection to rugby, you know, yeah. from an early age because mm. of that.
0: Yeah, Gary Hale played
1: for Wakefield in the seventies and eighties and Bradford Northern. Yeah, yeah, he did a good few years at Bradford Northern. He did most of his career at Bradford, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember. I always remember going around in the they had the little hallway, Dan, there still still lives at the same house on flange on his hallway, and he had his framed uh, championship winners shirt, and they all had little badges oh, with yeah. the faces on. Can still picture it now, you know, like um, mm. and yeah, his framed shirt, his Bradford Northern shirt. Yeah, excellent.
0: You've answered the next question. Uh, when when was your first experience of rugby league? Was it watching it? Was it playing it at school or in the backyard with your mates?
1: It were it were definitely in field. Mm. It were definitely in. Um, Grasmere Field I would have said uh, we probably played a bit in Garden I don't remember that as much but from a young age because it was just the end at road we just we just we grew up there do you know that? that's pretty much what we did um, whether it were 1v1 2v2 whatever we had we'd just yeah we'd just play so yeah yeah that's
0: what school did you go to did you play at school
1: uh, well, to be honest, so I we went to St Paul's Junior School, but then went up to St Michael's Middle School, and that's when I suppose it started a little bit more. Where got into it proper because we had a, um, I think the, who it was said they had a great PE teacher. I think it was pricey. I actually, said he had. But a he went to Law. He went to Lawfield Lane. Well, we had Bernie Smith mm-hmm. at St Michael's, so on Flancher. so and he was brilliant. He was. He were like the the introduction to it properly, really, gotten us into it. He, um, it was a great bloke, strict, um, you know, like, just it just seemed a big, a big man, hard but fair, and, and he got us, yeah, he got us into it, and Craig, obviously, so Craig, Hale cousin, he were part of the team, and we had a good few kids, and yeah, so that was that the main thing, and that worked, yeah, so St. Michael's, and then I went to Eastmore High School, went to the other side of town, right. thinking that we'd have had a good rugby team. How wrong were I there?
2: <laughs> we're literally just going to dip in there and mention Eastmore. Did you end up playing for Dragons?
1: I, play, I played for Eastmore Junior, yeah, up until 17. Yeah, I played for... Um, and that were all to do with... Uh, there was a kid in our year called Steve Jackson, and he joined some... I, I don't know why he joined. He'd gone to Eastmore and he told us about it, and there were a bus that came... I told you, Lee, in did this other night, mm-hmm. and a bloke called Cyril Law, and his lads came to sent mix. Uh, middle school, uh, one year above me, one two year, uh, and his dad were a, an ex bus driver, and he used to go and pick up all the kids on this coach, and we all used to jump on. So he picked us up top of Blanch Hill one Tuesday night, in rain, dark uh, winter's night, and off we went. Um, and yeah, for un, uh, under elevens that one. Um, so don't happen like that nowadays, does it? No.
2: I, don't, I think you get nicked, won't you, if you didn't like that these days? Yeah, what?
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah so how, just...
2: how long did you spend at Eastmore? Did you have many, many um good coaches up there?
1: Yeah, I was there till I was seventeen. Jamie, so uh, I started off Dougie Hicks, so uh, so I played with Paul Ix, so Paul Ix, so ended up at Wakefield. Lives in New Zealand now, still keeping touch. Um, so Dougie Ix um, was his first coach, um, and then you went up every other year, and with Dave Roberts, so sadly passed away with Covid, didn't he, in um early part of Covid, I don't know whether you remember, and uh, Bob Nicholson, who's still, I think, involved with club there, John definitely is, Um, they were the main two, they were the main three coaches, uh, and then at one point I had Paul Lister as a coach as well, who played a little bit for Wakefield, didn't he, did he play first team, Paul, I think he did.
0: I think he, he did, did. play a few a, games, didn't he? He's
1: got a heritage number. Yeah, he played a game. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he did. He came down as, like, um, yeah, so Paul Lister coaches for a bit. And he wasn't that much older than us, to be honest, at the time. Oh, it was funny that there was some, there were some funny stories from there. But um, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, so Paul Lister. So, no, I had a good spell there. I was, there till I was 17, mate. Right? So, yeah, it was good. Um, it was a great club.
2: Did you get many scouts coming down? I imagine, obviously, small is a big community club. So, you... no, none at all.
1: Well no, I'm saying I'm shaking my head. I don't know. <laughs> I mean it's going it's going back you didn't really think like that, Jamie, back then. It's in you know, like now I coach now at under 14s and the scouts every game, three and four scouts in the trap suits and the you know, like and I I don't remember any of it, um to be honest. Um I I just really don't know. So it's um I, I remember playing in a final um at Bellevue at a year above. And there were definitely scouts because Jim Leatham signed for Leeds that time. I, I played in the same team. And when Jim signed, there were scouts that, you know, like cause it all came about. And um, Jim, because I played that, I, I was playing that day, and I don't think I had a bad game. Um, I don't know whether that were under 17s, Brown under 16, or I, I don't fully remember, but I don't think I had a bad game in uh, centre for, uh, for us that day in the final. Um, but yeah, so that's only that. What first I've ever heard of a scout being at a, a game. That was the first time ever. How did you end up getting picked up? Well, this is another connection here. I've said to, I don't know whether you know the story already. Whether your dad saw the So In my team at East Moor, we had a lad called Dave Rollin, whose son, who was the son of uh, Ken. Uh, um, and Ken used to come to watch all the games. I mean, Dave. I mean, he was he was the most laid back kid I've ever seen, but lightning fast. But just so like, just so laid back. Um, but Ken had asked; he was still in touch with um, a bloke called Derek Allison at Leeds Scouts, and he'd asked and he told him or asked him to come down and watch, um, watch me, and I think another one of the other lads from our team play and see what he thought, and uh, and that's how it happened from. Uh, from Leeds, really. The only other contact I'd ever had work before was um, after a Yorkshire game, and I spoke to Wakefield a little bit. But it was Keith Allen at the time, Kieran's dad. Yeah. yeah. Another because I played with Kieran at Eastmore. You see, he were he were my age group, um, and Keith. But it were all it were a bit weird, and uh, and Dave Topless were there, and he, he sort of just and this Keith spoke to me. Dave Topless turned his back on me and went to bar, and I thought <laughs> Just don't they can't be that bothered, can they? you know like so, so that what that what last of it and then next thing that happened with lead, so that's yeah, yeah. So that's how it went, I'm afraid.
0: Oh wow, well, well that was my next question. With Trinity not interested, but obviously that's the answer.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. He asked me to go down with Keith but like I said, when Dave didn't speak to me, um, and I'm not speaking ill of him, you know, because I mean a oh, no. top bloke. Um, but uh yeah, it, it was just one of them. He just as a as a young kid, I just thought, well. It, it, you know, I don't know. What do you What do you do with that? So that mm-hmm. what end of it really? Yeah, so you went, yeah.
0: You, you went to Edinley. You had three years at Edinley, about ninety three to ninety six. No first team game. Yeah. But what were your highs and lows at time at Edinley? Were your coaches and any standout games?
1: Um, well, I'll tell you. Me, there's a There's a good few bits really, play. Uh, but I mean, the first one uh, I signed on the Monday. My debut for academy were on the Tuesday against Wakefield at Bellevue. Oh. I <laughs> um, <laughs> away felt like i have been in a car crash after stepping up a level, you know, like playing on Sunday Eastmore and then playing in Academy and then got picked for reserves on Friday night <laughs> against Wakefield at Bellevue and, <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then it really did feel like a car crash It worked, that were a real uh, rude awakening to me, uh, to my rugby career Johnny Thompson uh, creamed me twice and um, yeah, Johnny Thompson did me twice. I had a newfound respect for Johnny um, so <laughs> after that game. He welcomed me to Rugby League World. Um, so that's a big one. But Damien McGrath was his coach
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in academy, who we were a top lot. He's gone on to do a lot of good stuff as Damien, yeah. hasn't within with, with game? And Paul, and Paul Fletcher in Alliance. Mm-hmm. So we had two good coaches there. It were, um, yeah. It were it were good. So and then but we played uh, we played at Old Trafford in Academy Challenge Cup final and we won league for Academy and Alliance and that while I were there. Mm-hmm. And then played with some I mean got the chance to play with some top players. Um, they were I mean there were um, to start off I mean there were Adrian Morley meaning when in with second row. A team at academy, but they were like you, Francis Cummins, Graham Alroyd, Vasco There were Marvin Gordon, there were They were, Gibbett, they were, we, it were a, you know, like when I, I think I felt, if I'm honest, that just a little bit in awe of most of them. Do mm. you know when we went? They all felt, they all seemed like superstars. Oh, Jamie Field as well, oh, we it. And then Adam Hughes, who came to Wakefield as well and played in 1918. Nick Fozard, Wakefield lad, Jim Leatham. So it, it was, you know, like it, it were good. Like, I, it was a good experience. I'm
0: glad I did. Yeah, I've got, I've got the team here. You, you got to the 96 um, Alliance Cup final, played Warrington. Um, yes. Called pulled a programme, I think it was on social media, flying around, and you've mentioned a lot of the names there. Um, yeah. Jamie Field, Jim Leatham. Um, who was the other one? Um, Gary Mercer played.
1: Gary Mercer. Yeah, Gary Mercer. Do you know what? I lost my place to Gary Mercer. Yeah. <laughs> they, they brought him in for final and I, and I went up bench. Um, I was devastated. Um, I mean... But yeah, I mean, even like Richie Ayres, Barry McDermott played, um, yes. but Alliance, Gary Schofield did. You know, like the you know, we, we, you got chance to, you know, you mixed with a good few. Because I only got called up into first team squad once um, when I was at Leeds. I got called up. I had a I had a decent run, um, and it was same sort of time as when Morley broke into first team, and what well, like both were doing alright, and he, obviously we're doing better, um, and. <laughs> It were almost a bit tough, you know, like, and, he, and anyhow, and he went on, and that was the only time, but walking in that dressing room was ridiculous. You know, for, it were a game, you know, like, captain's run type training on Saturday morning, you know, you know looking around changing room, it were unbelievable, you know, like Hanley and Irohs, and, you know, like, <laughs> them sort of players, it were a, it were pretty mad, pretty mad thing. But no, I never got a chance to play it first team, I'm afraid.
0: Did you mention you play second role then? I always thought you were a centre through and through.
1: No, second role looks forward. Were well, you? Yeah. Uh, all the way all way through. Um, yeah, I always played loose forward or second row. Uh, mainly loose forward, to be honest. Um, I always probably liked fancy myself as a bit of a half ball player. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, yeah, that's where I always played until uh Wakefield in what 97 season that uh with Mitch Brennan who give me who pulled me in. And asked me if I fancied i go in second uh, in centre. So yeah, that's where it that's where that came from. You know, I'd never played centre before.
2: Just just before we touch on to, to Wakefield Martin, obviously you were at the club when they got to the Challenge Cup final in '96. Did did you go down with them down to down yes. to did you? Yeah,
1: yeah, we did, yeah. Tell us yeah, no, about that experience. Club. It must have been something as a as a young lad. Yeah, I mean, we went on team bus they had, a, they had a, were on his own bus, um, all Academy and Alliance. Do you know what? Do you know my biggest memory of that league? They were sponsored by John Smith's at the time were Leeds, I think. So back at bus, it was just stacked to roof pretty much with cans of John Smith. <laughs> I remember getting up coach and just looking around, everybody were just like, There we go, that's it. John Smith's. Um, yeah, it was it was they were sponsored by John Smith's, I think, at the time. So yeah, that but yeah, what a good experience, yeah. But we were, but like I said, we want part of the we were set back. We want we were just part of the crowd, really. But it was good. Yeah, it was a good day. Was that
2: the a fire try or was that another year where we can lead? I'm trying to even I'm trying to peel it back now.
1: Um uh, no, I think do you know what? Though John Smith's been saved from early doors, Could <laughs> it could have been a fire try, so I'm not sure. Um, yeah. A fire probably played a big part in it.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because
1: Francis there. Cummings and that made that they were playing Francis Cummings played, I think Marcus Vassakopoulos he played that day. I think he was the youngest player ever to play at Wembley. Right. I believe um that day. Um yeah, in a Challenge Cup final. Yeah. And they were they were from and Graham Allroyd. So yeah, there were I think there were three of them from that, you know, from that group, which were pretty good in them days, really. Yeah. Beautiful. In a team like that.
2: Yeah, excellent. So what brought on the, the transfer to Wakefield? I know you've touched very briefly on it, but it must have been must have been massive for you for him to come in for you again.
1: Yeah, it was it, it was really good, but it um it it all went a little bit um underhand to start with, to be honest. Uh Tungs asked our kid, our kid had signed at Wakefield, um, and Tunksy asked how we're doing. He says I noticed he doesn't seem to be getting a shot. What's happening? Um, would he be interested in coming here? So like, obviously, like a shot, I would, you know, like that. What I, I couldn't believe it to be honest. It was, I had not considered it before, I don't know why. Um, you just feel, I don't know, you're under contract, you, you're playing and you're just trying to do what best you could. But I did, I did feel like I'd come to a bit of a just a blockage, Jenny Howard lead you know, like I didn't think that that was that I were going to get any further at that point. Doug Lawton left, Dean Bell, and Hugh McGann came in. Um, and so I spoke to Tunksy. And he says, look, just go in, see if you can tell him that you just want to leave. You just, you're, you've had enough at game. You haven't got a club. You This, that, and anyhow, Leeds will not buying it. So, <laughs> so the, I don't know what happened. Tunksy spoke to him and they got a bit of a deal sorted out. And, um, and then that got me in. So as much as the Tunks in are in regarded as uh, maybe one of the best areas for some, in some respects, uh, I were pretty grateful to him, to be honest. Because, uh, yeah, it was, as, the minute I walked into Bellevue, you know, like it's like we said before, it' like coming home. It just felt right, you know. Just yeah, just completely different to what um to what I'd had. Yeah, really you good. You
2: mentioned you'd played on Bellevue as a schoolboy and at club yeah. level, and then at reserve mm. level for Leeds. And what about making making that debut as an actual fully fledged Wakefield
1: player? Um, well, you've just said it, and to be honest, I think I st- I've, I've just got a little bit of um like goosebumps then it's just it's it's amazing Jamie. i don't think there's a better there can't be a better feeling than than walking out at, uh for the team that you've supported all your life can you know like it, it i don't know it's every it's every it's every kid's dream i suppose that um and yeah yeah no no it, it won it, it just yeah yeah it were it were fantastic to be honest mate yeah really good
2: you made your debut in the same month that you actually signed for Trinity against Gary Schofield-Led Huddersfield. You were a, it was a bit of a tough loss, mate, but what, what do you remember about that day, if anything? Well,
1: I'll tell you what I remember. <laughs> there's a few there's a few things from that, Jamie. Leading up to the game, all we spoke about, was well, do not give Schofield an inch. Do you know what I mean? Move up on him. Don't let him, you know, don't make him call shots. Don't make him, you know, don't let him uh, have too many options. Don't do it. And when it came to the game, I just remember everybody just stood back and let him do what he wanted. <laughs> but the thing with him was, it just made the game look so easy that it just seemed to have so much time no matter what he did. It, it, I mean, he it it was an unbelievable player, wasn't he? You know, um, all great players have, have most time on ball and he just seemed to have. Bucket loads. He just, yeah. As a, I mean, it was it were way past his best in in a lot of respects, but it, it tore us apart that day. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I do remember that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah.
2: Well, um, you made nine appearances from the subs bench in, in that season. But tell us more about the couple of your, your teammates that you joined that year as well. You, you had a, you had a pretty
1: decent squad that season. We did, yeah. I mean that. Well, who were, do you know, like, in that team then, were Ford, there were Brad Davis there, weren't there? there mm-hmm. were, Brad, were Ford here in that year? Yeah. Or did Ford, Did Mike Ford come year after? No,
0: in your debut at Huddersfield, Brad Davis, Mike Ford were your halfbacks.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that were a right halfback pairing, really, to be fair. Mm-hmm. You know, like, as a, as a young kid, that were, that were good. You know, like, to, the talk that they give it, they never stopped moving you where they wanted you. And, you know, you, you were never in any doubt that you were in right position or wrong position because if you weren't in right position, you were it. You know, like you got told straight. But, like, great pros, them two. Dude, like, fantastic. And then um a lot of it, I remember because I, I got quite good mates with Andy Proctor because we were going through a similar thing. We were both in and out. We were playing reserve a bit and then on bench. And um, Andy Proctor and Mick Ramsden, two good lads. Um, But there were some there was some good players. Uh, Lamont, what, Lamont playing that day? Lamont Copstead? No, no, no. No? No? It was, that, a winger was
0: Lino Feo, big Samoa. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, big Lino, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, but I don't remember much about him to be honest. Um, again, I think it was a bit of a whirlwind for me that when I first came because um, I played, I signed end at week and I played in reserves away at uh, Barrow or Whitehaven, I think. <laughs> the first game for Wakefield on bus, but it, do you know what? It was brilliant. We had a right day, you know, like it was. It was just really good. Johnny Thompson was. Uh, Player, coach, I think, and uh, just I got you know Andy Wilson were playing, Nigel Bell were playing. There were you know like so there were you know like lads who had like we said before I got their autographs and mm-hmm. then I were I were lining up alongside them. So it was it was really good. And then and then like I said, it, it just seemed a bit dipping. It were dipping in and out that year. You know, I seemed to be on bench every week, but I was still I was still playing in reserves. Um, but it was yeah. Yeah, so if I'm honest, but I remember Fordy and I remember, I mean, Brad Davis, I got, you know, got on really well with. Fordy kept himself to himself quite a lot. I remember uh, Webbo crashing into his uh, into his Jeep once on a Sunday morning. That was a funny one in ice. We were treated with Sunday morning pre-season. I think it was Sunday morning pre-season at Wyco and Webbo were late and he came flying in and put lock on his car and spun straight. <laughs> went straight into the back of Fordy's car and he went mad. <laughs> didn't see funny side but all the rest of the lads were just uh were uh owling, but Fordy didn't really see the funny side of it. But uh yeah, yeah. but that's another thing. <laughs> you came into an era, really playing at Wakefield and
2: rugby league as a general, where it became more of a squad game, you know, your bench players coming on, yeah. on and off. You started your first thirteen Trinity games off the bench. Did did that bother you too much, or were you happy to be just part of
1: the squad and helping out? Um, I think from where I'd come from, I was just happy with that to start with. You know, like obviously you're always pushing for a, you're always pushing for a first team start. You right? nobody likes to start on bench, but at that minute in time, I think how I old were well, then? I'll have been like, well, I've been, well, I'd turned twenty by that 19. 19 I would. I think so. I think from where I'd where I'd been at that at that minute in time, I was quite happy because we had quite a bit of experience, and I were a back rower then as well, gently. Lee. <laughs> yeah. So, um. I were, yeah, I no, were all right with that, um, within reason. But you you're always, you know, your goal, your, your ultimate goal is always to try and uh, get in that starting lineup in it and um, and make you thing. But yeah, you you value you, you did appreciate that you were part of a squad and there were, there were good players around you, didn't you know. So yeah, I you've,
0: answered me, you've answered my next question because obviously I didn't know you were a back rower, so I was mm-hmm. I was asked I was going to ask you when you came off the bench. We win the centers all the time, and obviously. No. Your first 13 appearances for Trinity, you all came off the bench, so presumably yeah. you went in the back.
1: Yeah, I went into the back row, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I didn't know that, that I've learned something today, hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. No, I played it second row, so yeah. that so the 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 switch to center came following season, yeah, um, 97. And Mitch Brennan pulled me in, I'd, I think I'd, be, I'd been out with a bit of an injury, I can't even remember what it was, but I'd had a, I'd had a bit of an injury, but I'd been training Adam Paul McDermott used to. We were going down and doing a little bit extra. There were some of us. There were me and um, our kid. Had do it. There were uh, Ryan O's, the John Lee Lockwood. We'd go down and we'd do some. We'd do some extra training. And Mitch had called me one day and he says, "What do you think to trying it out in centre? Have you ever have you ever played there before?" I says, "Well, when I were a kid, I'd you know fill in wherever, do you know, but I've never I've never played it." He goes, "Well, I want you to want you to play in reserves there on so and so night, and then." As long as everything goes alright, you're starting on some. Uh, what it? It was Friday. Night. What it Friday night against Fed? It would. It were a game against Fed. It was. Um. It was against Huddersfield. You played Featherstone on. Uh, it
0: might have been Easter. You played Featherstone on the 28th, and you were on the bench on the 31st. You played Huddersfield, and you were
1: in the centre. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, sorry. Also, I thought that I didn't think that was be first. So that was thrown on me a little bit there. <laughs> that was thrown upon me a little bit because I played injured that day. I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have played. I got, I got injured against Fed, my knee. But I was so desperate to play when he said he wanted me to start. I just played anyhow. And right. I got torn to shreds. Um, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. So then, so then I went out for a bit with that knee injury. And then when I came back, it was Featherstone. Is that right?
0: It is, yeah. Because I'm just looking at... I'm going back to that other spin. Your very first game at centre. Um, your, your opposite centres were Craig Weston and Dean Hanger. Yeah. I like had a guys.
1: They, were, they were tough, Aussies, weren't they? Yeah, I had a tough afternoon. Um yeah, yeah, very tough. Yeah, that were a bit of a rude awakening that for a um for a starting. Yeah. yeah. I remember I remember it, but I remember I mean that's not an excuse, but I remember struggling in knee, but just thinking, God, I have made a mistake here. <laughs> but you're just so desperate to play, aren't you? Do you know like if you think that you've got a starting shirt, you, you're just so desperate to uh, to put it on and get out there, so yeah, so I do remember that now, yeah. And Gareth
0: there? He he looked as though he ran the show again.
1: Yeah, probably did. Yeah, yeah, yeah he probably did. But yeah, there were two good centres then. But yeah, it were, it were hard work that day. Uh, but the but then the other one, because that's so, that's why I thought that was the one that stuck in me, because um, he said he was going to give our Gray's debut off at bench as well like against Featherston
0: He did well, so actually, that, Why are you talking? Featherston was a week later. You're right. Right. And Graham was on the bench, and you were in the centre against Featherstone, so that was a week later.
1: Right. So yeah. So that yeah, that's that one then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you scored yeah. in a twenty-four-six win, so it would have not what a bad day.
1: No, no, that were a lot, it. Went a lot better. That that definitely went a lot better. I think our our opposite um, Richard Newlove to start with. I think he was yeah. he was centre, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 I remember that because uh, yeah, yeah, it was it were good that I remember. I do remember that game well. And yeah. then because Graham came on, he did all right as well. Daddy Fox at Scrum Arthur Featherston. What a,
0: what a player he was. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So that was 97. And then 96-97, we finished fifth in an 11-team league. And then sixth... Um, oh, we finished sixth in 96, fifth in 97. Uh, as 98 rolled around, did you start feeling something special was going to happen? Because we seem to have an average team and a, a mid-table finish <laughs> in, a, in, in the second tier. Was something happening in that off-season? Did you feel anything?
1: Well... Yeah, well, we did, but I, I told you about this as well. But initially, to be honest, when Andy took over the pre-season, it it felt like we were getting the players coming in, were coming, you know, like we're coming in to do a job. You know, like it it, it seemed the, the atmosphere definitely changed. But we were training in gym, um, pre-season training, and it was in that park cabin that we had. Uh, there were two park cabins pushed together. What uh, what gym at that point? And Paul had Med- got on well with Paul. Um, he used I've, I've told you this. I know he did it. He spent a lot of time with me and Gray and like some other younger lads. Um, and he just got us to one side. And he went, "There's a good feeling about this squad, you know." He says, "I can, I can feel. It. I, I haven't felt this since. Uh, no, he says, I've only felt this twice in my career, and that's York and Sheffield. I'm pretty sure they were two teams. Mm-hmm. And he says, and both teams went on to either win league or win whatever whatever division they were in at that point. The one, so he says. I'm telling you, you can feel it here. And and they were right, you know, it just they were, everything clicked that year. You know, every, you know, like the group of lads, it was right mix of young and old, and you know, just great leaders all the way through. Um and they were really keen, you know, like he, you know, we were in train. I think Mitch Brennan, May and Grave spoke about this a little bit. I think Mitch Brennan tried to change. Culture of weight for a little bit. We changed more, you know. Like I think we we're training like four nights a week, uh, going up for you know like that usual Tuesday Thursday thing. It, it you know he upped training and brought more weights into it because he had a bit of a strength and conditioning background in Mitch Brennan, I think. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed to really be trying to get. And then Andy took it on, and Andy being Andy, he um, he wanted to make a real go of it, and yeah, uh it brought in right players. It was. You, yeah it, just great leaders i I've, I've made a little bit of a, a note on that because you you know you know like when you think of like matt fuller rice i think rice southern would have been captain here before yeah and Roy, i mean you can't get much better than Roy to be fair as a captain but then he brought matt fuller in who again just you know just so calm in every in every situation you know like he, he, you just felt like you'd done it all before and you trusted everything he said to you and and then on top of that, you had your Fishers and Lordy and Sonny, Wackaroo, and who else have we got there? And then and then Garen Casey, obviously, that, he was like his X-Factor player, wasn't it? He, he mm. was, the, you know, him and then Roger Kenworthy, another Aussie who were lightning fast. Um, We we just seemed to have that right blend, I think, of, you know, plenty of local lads. Um, You know, like your Lordies who brought in, they were all Wakefield lads, weren't they?
0: Yeah, and throw on the yeah. fish in that fish,
1: as well. Yeah, yeah fish working, lad. It it just seemed it it just seemed to make the right signings, I think, and um who could lead it and and con- and it took care of itself in a lot of ways. You know, changing on the no, You know, like the whole thing. There you no know, nobody stepped out of line and nobody were dickheads. You know, like everybody just got on. And if you did, you get you get ripped to pieces. You know, like uh, it yeah, it were it were real good, mate.
0: Just before we sort of go on to ninety eight, tell us about Andy Kelly. Tell us about him as a bloke, as an influence on you and as a team. Um, I think
1: he was He was real professional with it all. I think he uh, he came into it. He, you could tell he you could tell he had ambition with his you know for coaching. He, he, he wasn't just playing at it. I don't think he wanted he, if he were going to be a coach, he wanted to be he wanted to be a good coach and he wanted to win things. And I think he wanted it for Wakefield. Um, I think he, he knew um, how to probably when to let the lads deal with it themselves, you know, and he, and he knew when to step in and pull you in and, and do things. it um, once pulled me in. We went to one at games, White, Whitehaven game. We played away and we stayed off at night before. And uh, me, I don't know, There were Lordy, there were Roy, Sonny, a couple of older ones says oh we'll go for a walk and we ended up in this pub <laughs> and, I, and we genuinely genuinely we had two pints of guinness and we walked back over this farmer's field and next day he pulled me in having breakfast he pulled me out and he gave me a right bollocking and he says but listen he goes and I know you're he goes I know there were others there with you he goes but all them others will have had two pints of guinness night before a game usually he says but you don't do you and I went no and he went Exactly. So, so why do you, you know? So it, you know, like, he, yeah, uh, yeah, he knew what was going on. I think that yeah, that's, that's a sign of a good coach. They get to know what's going on. Do you think that you're pulling wool over their eyes? But they've got you there and uh, pulling. But he knew, but he knew that wasn't right for me. You know, like I mm-hmm. wouldn't have done that night before a normal game. But I was there with with older lads. You know, Lordy, my dad, <laughs> uh, and and all that. So that's uh, that's how it was.
2: So you, you've told us about the coach, you've told us about the background, you've told us about the players in that squad that season. So tell us about the run-up. You know, how did the actual season go for you personally? And, and did we wait for your kind of lucky favourites to get there?
1: Do you know what? From word go, Jamie, that was a goal. You know, like we were talking about. But you know, we weren't thinking it were going to be easy, we weren't thinking this this was our thing, but it it was as goal. We wanted to, we wanted to win that. Competition. It was you. Know, it was yeah. We talked about it from word go, from the from minute we kicked off. Um, I think we started off. Um, did we do all that? Right? I know. We were, I can remember going to Unslet and Unslet were doing well. And I think the winner of that game went to the top of division uh, at that on that night or on that game, and we beat him. And then from then on, it. I don't. It just felt like it was ours to lose in our heads. I think. I think that what feeling amongst anybody, what nobody spoke about it, but mm. you could, you just, you just felt it, Jamie. You just like every game that you went into when we were behind, you just felt like we were going to win. Um, yeah, even some of the games that we didn't play that well, you just felt like we were going to win. Apart from um, Bloody OKR, I <laughs> think OKR did us three times. Um, I think Featherston did. Did Featherstone do us as well? They did beat, that, be
0: fair, beat you three times. The first time you played Featherston, you drew. Um, second one you, we beat them twenty six eight, but then we went to Post Office Road and got thumped twenty one 0
1: That were it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cal Pratt. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah, mm. um, but yeah. So uh, that so they were uh, had a little bit of a thing on us, but it were it were that OKR team. It was just it were just it were just weird. How we just didn't seem to. Uh, I would just fell away with them each time we played. It were it were, it were really shamed. But like I say, every other game, it, yeah, it was a that was the plan. Jamie just from the start, yeah, it just progressed that we were gonna we were gonna win it, um, or we were gonna do everything we could. That was that was his goal. Um, yeah.
2: Were there a game before the grand final that that
1: really stands out for you? Um, there were a few. That unslip game. Were, I, I love that. That was a great game because it was it were really tight. Well, like, there were only, I think at one point it was like I don't know. What it could have been four two or two nil or it was really tight for a good spell. Um, so that one was a good one for tightness. But then the OKR semi final were, were actually my favourite game of season. Um, at home to OKR, it were um, it was just a great night. That it just yeah everybody was just in right frame of mind there were no way we are letting that happen again um and yeah it was it was one of them games where it, I don't it's a blur but I just know I loved it <laughs> do you know what I mean it was it's an absolute blur but I, I yeah yeah it's yeah it was a it were a great game that just intense you know from from start to finish there were there was it had plenty of needle in it there were there were it just had a bit of everything did that as a game
2: and I can imagine we've probably gone in underdogs there if we've lost to them three times in season.
1: Well, we probably did, even though we went in as league leaders, didn't we? So we got the home tie. Um, so we maybe did from some people, but we didn't think we did. We definitely didn't think we were going in that as underdogs, even though, we'd, um, even though they'd beat us. We'd, it was like, I don't know. It, it's so weird, Jamie, when, you, when I think back, but there were so many times and we never, ever, we just didn't expect to lose you, you like, and you just sense that, you know. You, you sense that in dressing room before. You sense it while you're playing. You sense, you know, like there's, there's just a feeling sometimes, and and that's what that season to me. And I think that's why it's such a blur. what um just just great lads. All you know, every one of them. You know, like you know, you could, I could go through every. You know, like there were Matt and Holland at fullback who were just who were rock solid. You know, there were Adam Hughes who were in other centre who just well, they scored tries for fun for us that year. They were part of my downfall him. I could never get him a try line. He was, he was, Adam was scoring all over the place. Um, yeah, Johnny Ray, still in touch. You know, like, still in touch with... I don't know. Winning teams just seem to... You keep that togetherness, don't you? Um, it's, there's just there's just something about every one of them lads. Um, Ian, Ian Hughes. I missed Ian Hughes from being one of the leaders. Ian Hughes was superb. You know, like, great bloke. Um, I, yeah. Loads of time for Ian, but all of them, were, yeah, good lads. Those Simon, X, Paulie, could, you can could go on matches, weren't they? Mm. Yeah, because there were three sets of brothers that year as well. Do you, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. So there were there were me and Gray, there were March twins and Ian and Adam Hughes. You know, like in one squad, that's not a bad, that's not a bad, uh, not a bad effort, is it? And all no, brilliant. Yeah. And am I right in saying you
2: played every game that year? You play every single game.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, we're all right. I lost, I lost the starting shirt when Josh Bostock came. That was a little thing where you learn, you learn hardware with certain things. Yeah. Um, Josh Bostock came and uh, Andy had signed him this six foot two center turned up, and um, Andy blames me for this, but I blame him. Uh, so <laughs> it told, it told me to show it, show Josh where we, where to line up in center, where we want you put things. So. I showed him and I stepped to one side. So he dropped me. (laughs) 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 Anyhow, that was that. that. So, but anyhow, I got my shirt back on that. He had a bit of a stinking in centre. He ended up as a winger.
0: Yeah, yeah, he did. I think you had a couple, (laughs) you got a couple, two or three on bench and then you got back in again.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So, yeah, he he didn't have the best of time at centre, luckily for me. So it got me back in. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, but. Tell us about Grand Final Night. What's your memories of that?
2: <clears throat> oh,
1: memories of it. Um, I remember build up. We stayed in um, what, at Hilton Hotel in Uddersfield at night before. Um, I remember going off. It what it felt like you were going off to a final. Um, yeah, we we're all pretty well behaved. I remember Ray Winston being at bar that night. <laughs> Weirdly, that was just a random thing. But you know when things stick in your head, Ray Winston were at bar, um, and then day at game. To be honest. I've, I've got very little that I remember apart from games. The, the big memory of that game was eyeball going up. Me thinking Martin Holland were coming for it and him thinking I've got it and it bounced in between us and they scored to bring them back into the game. Yeah. And uh, I'll, yeah, it still haunts me that. <laughs> it's, and when I look back, it was closer to me than him. So, uh-huh. I, you know, like, I I ain't, I ain't blaming him. But yeah. it was just always so rock solid with it. I just, I was like, you know, like I'll cover the ball for him. And I was like, yeah, it ended <laughs> Luckily, it ended, up, it ended well. Uh, and then celebrations after, obviously. I, I do remember them a lot. Yeah. Of them, but, yeah, it went on all night, that. Very yeah. good.
0: You remember, he's yeah. a, a memory, where you've been standing now. we ask a few people, it's about cup finals. Do you remember your team that night? You won to 17?
1: Martin Holland. Yeah. Um, this, the winger on my side was the lad who Andy brought in. Um, were it Gray? It
0: was Kevin Gray.
1: Kevin Gray. Um, Adam, me, Adam, uh, Josh. Yeah. Uh, Garen, Rog. Yeah. And then starting front row, Lordy. Yeah. Roy. Yeah. Fish? No. Well he fish on watch. bench? Yeah. Um... Big Franny. Oh yeah, Franny what? Yeah, Franny. You see another one? Oh, I didn't mention how can I not mention Franny? So um uh, Sonny. Yeah. And Matty Fuller. Yeah. And then Big Mac. Yeah. Uh, Dave
0: Michael.
1: Yeah. Uh, Fish and Yuzi.
0: Yeah. Yuzi was on the second row. There's another another sub. Get here, another, another, right. another late signing.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, Sean. John, Sean Richardson. Sean Richardson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, well yeah. done. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, Sean Richardson. Yeah. You see, yeah, another one who. Um, how many games did he come in for that year? Last three. I and Kevin Gray came for Is last Is that two, all it was? Because you yeah. see, Sean felt more of it. He felt more part of it, did Sean? Yeah. Kevin Gray were really on... I, I sort of felt for, for Kev a bit. Um, yeah.
0: it, it felt more for Johnny Ray for playing all season long.
1: Oh, no. Mm. No, I really felt for Johnny Ray. Because, <laughs> like, uh, Johnny Ray's a great lad. And, and for how that worked out, I mean, it was one of them where, when I look back, I mean, with, I think Andy's, Andy said it in his podcast, didn't he? I mean, I don't even know what he's thinking, what to be honest, or what club's thinking to bring Kevin. Sean? Yeah, Sean maybe to just that, uh, you know, like it, it came and he felt like he was straight in there, did Sean? Mm-hmm. But Kev number one bit type of player, it it yeah, I it were a great kid. though were, you know, but I don't nobody I bet I bet none of us had, had said that we knew him, whereas you knew Sean as soon as you met him. Do you know like so <laughs> like you know, for Kev to come in, it, it was you know, like a no disrespect to him. I mean, if you get chance to come into a team like that and play in uh, a semi final, the grand final. You're not going to say no, are you? But from John's point of view, we, you know, I don't think you were offering us any different to what um, certainly what John could. He was rock solid all season for us.
0: Yeah,
1: um, mm. yeah, top lad. I mean, he, Grand uh, Challenge Cup finalist himself, wasn't of it. You know, in his cast days, it wasn't like you were not, you know, experience and everything. You would have thought it'd have been perfect fit for us. Yeah, in the final, but yeah. So, it, but it's how it goes, sport, isn't it?
0: Isn't it? It's just yeah, like you said, Sean Richardson fitted in. He was just a tough mongrel of a forward, wasn't he? But he fitted into our pack alongside Francis Stevenson, Sonny Wackerel, yeah. Ian Hughes, yeah. Gary Lord, Andy Fisher, Wayne, Wayne McDonald. Throw Sean in and that, he's like, by golly, what a pack we had.
1: Oh, God, yeah, Ian, you know, like that, you know, which is why I was glad I got moved out to the centre, because I'd never got a look in, would I? <laughs> That's
0: right. <You> <laughs> <know>? <laughs> yeah, so,
1: yeah, we had. There were, it was were a great... here. Yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to play against it. No, you you always knew when you were defending in centre when you'd got fish on your inside or you know whoever it was on your inside, you knew that you know like you didn't have to worry about him on inside. You you know like you all you had to do was worry about your own job, which made defending in centre a lot easier.
0: Do you keep memorabilia? Have you still got your shirt and medal?
1: I have still got my shirt and medal. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Oh no, I won't get rid of them. Lee. I don't. I've got. I have I have got all my things. I think most, uh, I think medals and stuff, they're probably in loft and stuff, but my shirt, I ended up, I only got it framed about three, four years ago. It's up in my son's bedroom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's, um, yeah, no, I've got, I've got my shirt. It's, uh, yeah, I'd i never get rid of that one. No,
0: no, wonderful. I'm just wondering if you saw what you did with it. Some people don't bother. Some people sit in the loft. Some people frame it on the wall and also so Yeah, just, it's,
1: it's only one I do out with that thing. Yeah. It's, you know like. Other things it passed, it, it, I'm not that bothered really. But um, your big ones like that, then yeah, you, you, yeah. It's I don't know. It were it were a great year, you know? So to keep uh, to keep things like that,
0: and it were a great shirt as well, being a Trinity historian. That's our best shirt ever. So they brought it back, the white with red and blue hope.
1: Yeah, looked it, good,
0: it didn't go dint it all season long.
1: It did, yeah, yeah. Although, but Beaver, I, mean, I don't know where I don't know where kid named Beaver was. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that goes on to one as well. Can you remember his after-match gear for that year? This this is another thing though how how we wanted to make it professional and then and I don't know why you would ever send a pair of Aussies to go choose your clothes, but <laughs> he sent Garen sent he sent, Matt, sent uh, Casey and possibly Rod Kemmer. I don't know to go and sort out his after-match uh, gear for that season because they wanted us to be you know we could go in track. No, in fact we had to be that we had to go in as Shirts and blazers and tie, and cut you know for after match. I mean, we kept. They came back with cream chinos, <laughs> this, this a, a wool cashmere jacket, navy blue jacket, shirt. Oh. We, we were going mad. We are going, oh, let's two Aussies, you know, like we we're dressed like from eighties, <laughs> <in> nineteen ninety eight. Never <laughs> forgive <them> for that. <laughs> Awful after-match stuff. Have you seen it? Pictures with that? Never there. seen it. No, no, I've You've never, never seen that. it. I've got some pictures. I'll send you them. Yeah, I'll send you them. It were awful. There were a, there were a suit shop in town. I think it would cut it would have known it. Ciro Citero or something like that. And they must have done a deal for us. Oh, oh, diabolical.
0: <laughs> we asked the same question to Andy Kelly and, and a few few uh, of that era. Um, but I often get the feeling that that squad never fully would never been fully appreciated and the success they achieved. Do you feel that as a player?
1: Yeah, probably. Mm. Yeah, probably, mate. Um, I maybe don't feel it as bad as some, mainly just because I think I'm a proper Wakey fan. But and it just is what it is. But. Yeah, there's there's a, there's definitely a little bit of that. You've you've never it were like once once it were in Super League, it were like it, it's just forgotten. Do you know? Yeah. Um. The, yeah, there were de- they're definitely a feeling of that, and I think even down to um out season ended and out and going into the following season, you know, I, I came back a holiday, um, and I turned up at club uh, for training, and. I'd carried a bit of an injury all that year. They weren't sure whether it was an Ernie or, or which ended up being starting me back trouble, I think, looking back. I don't know, but it, so I'd been carrying but this bit of an injury which niggled and just couldn't quite check off. Um and I came back and I turned up for training. They were like like 50% of the team had gone. And I was like, I, I can't remember who I spoke to when I got in, first player who I spoke to. And I said, Where I says, Where is everybody? Where's that lads are still on an audio? And they went, They've been like, go mate. You know, like, <laughs> they've gone. And I were like, Christ. Because in my head, sat on a beach, I'd just been building up this thing that where we were gonna majority of us did maybe keep us together and try and add a few, you know, like a few more class players and you know, like you know, you know, top end and and try and keep us together because we've got such a uh, such a good. We just felt like we got a good thing going, and we were and we were on it, and and it would have, yeah. So, yeah, the whole thing, it, it just, it all just felt a little bit of a, a strange ending, really.
0: And six say sixteen players left at the end of the season. Mm. Uh, you were one of them. How did you? What was your story? Where did you go?
1: Um, well, this is this is another thing where you learn as you get older, but. I, I Probably I blame it on my age. I think a little bit, and maybe I've, if I'm honest, I've never been the most. You know, like a lot of lads are real confident, aren't they? And um, probably confidence has never been. You know, I've never, I've never been a really highly confident back myself in a mm. in a situation. And I had a chat to Andy, um, and conversation went. Bearing in so if I go into it, so bearing in mind, so before we went, so I have got Man of Steel that year as well. I don't know whether. So I'd got, so like, and I, was, I think I've just turned 22, I think, or, so I was young and I played all games, so in my head, I thought, well, you know, like, I will not expect him to say, you know, like, he however much money and you're going to be, st-. I just, I just thought, surely, you know, like, offer me a contract, I'll be there, that's it, all I wanted to do was play for Wakefield, and and Andy like, well, you know, like, you're injured a little bit, and I'm, and you wouldn't be, you'd have to fight for a place, and you'd have but it, none of it sounded positive to me, how we spoke. Um, and it meant, and, I, and it sort of, looking back, I should have said, well, no, I never expected to be offering me a starting place, but I want to stay and fight for it, because if I'm honest, that's all I wanted to do. Um, but I was 22 and got lip out, probably, <laughs> and um, thought, they don't want me. So uh, we spoke again. And it, did, it never actually put out concrete. if it have, I mean I think if it had just put there's a contract there in front of you and it'd have been dead basic contracts, I'd have probably just signed it, but it just made it sound like maybe he didn't want me. And I'd gone on with Andy, it wasn't like there were any issues, you know, like and and it were like you were talking to me as it, it wasn't like there were no bad feeling amongst it, but I just thought, well, it it not meant to be this. I thought so sod so I just, yeah. And then uh, Featherston, I don't know, there's a couple of other teams, but Featherston mainly then came in and they started offering me, uh, they offered me decent money to go. Because obviously we beat them in the grand final, haven't we? Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, it's not a bad team to be going to. It might be, you know, um, challenging again, maybe proven right, that I can get, you know, like proven wrong, sorry. Um, and yeah, so and that's how it happened. So we're, I, to be honest, I, I left a little bit bitter that, that season. Um, I can't knock what they did do with it, if I'm honest. You know, like how it was. I mean, I still went down and watched because Gray was still there. Gray signed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Gray was still under contract actually, so we'd got another another year anyhow. Um, so I still I still came, went down to watch, but it it just felt a little bit. I don't know. It hurt a bit. but like being on subs bench and you sort of, you want us to win, but you still want to get on. You want to be. You know, like so. It felt a bit like but the players who they brought in, they did exactly what they needed them to do, didn't they? Um, and they were, and with what Gray said, there were it was a very similar sort of feeling, maybe a little bit different because they want out to win it, but it was about staying up and making sure you could compete. They had a similar sort of atmosphere um, that year than what we did year before. Mm. So, but you still had some good ones there, didn't you? Some, you know, like you still had your fishers there, didn't you? And. Um, Branny Stevenson and Matt Holland were still there, and you, so you still had some, um, you know, like a few of that squad. Mm. But it'd have been interesting. I'd love to see what we could have done. It's one of them things. I'd love to see how we'd have gone on, but maybe it was too big a risk for club. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: The important thing is, mate. Obviously, out of twenty odd years, we've been in the Super League, and we have jokes about avoiding relegation, financial trouble, management, coaching changes, and but you were the guys who got us there. And people hopefully will never forget that as well. And obviously that lives in your legacy as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just more chuffed that they're still up there, Jamie. I'm, uh, you know, like Wakefield not being in Super League would just be, I think it would be, be ridiculous for a, a city like Wakefield to, to not have a, a top flight team. We haven't got football, have we? If we can't have a top rugby team in Wakefield, I, I don't know. It's, I think it would just be really sad. For uh, for Wakefield and people, but we, yeah, listen, we, we just need people going, don't we? We need we need support. We, you know the, yeah, we need fans back. But when I speak to people, a lot of them they, they talk about ground and they go, oh, but ground, you know, like oh, it's a mess. And just get yourself in and watch it rump and Never mind that, that'll follow, you know. Hopefully, um, yeah, I, yeah. So that's that's most important. That genuinely, and I'm not just saying that. Just trying to be a some kind of martyr or I I listen, I, I love Wakefield. It break my heart if they came down. Uh, not because of how I were involved with just because I just think Wakefield should be there. And but they don't seem to want us there, do they? Uh-huh. But we keep yeah. battling on.
2: <laughs> tell, tell us about your two seasons at Fiv mate very briefly. Obviously you, you got very close to that grand final again in both seasons. Yeah. Just lost out to Hunslet and Jewsbury.
1: Yeah. Um do you know what? It were all right. It were all right, Jamie. I had some good lads there, I like, had some good memories from there. there um I got um, I joined up with um Paddy Anley and Lee Mayer, Mazi, and another couple who'd oh, been at Leeds Academy with me when we and uh second team. Um could Slace there as well. And then slats, that's what I was gonna say. And I got to, you know what I mean? So I ended up getting to be good mates with one of my um uh, players who are, you know, one of his biggest fans, and we uh, got to be pretty good mates. Still, still in touch now and again, and and then obviously these past players, Um, I mean, Brendan Toota came back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I show up to see some yeah, some great players there to be fair, mm-hmm. some great players. Um, it were good because who is it? Si? Uh, it was uh, Dave Hobbs's brother. It was uh, Kev Hobbs who yeah. signed me, and oh god. You know, like it, we look like we've got a good team, you know, like we think we started off terrible, just it just just note went right at all. Um, and it notes, we were not too with Kev. I don't this, this what thing with it, I look, you know, like you look back, he were, were a real good bloke who were a good coach, he had good ideas, all players liked him, but for whatever reason, we just couldn't get a result. And uh, fans at fed they can turn on somebody like no, can't they? And, um, and they turned on him, and he was getting abuse at home, and his wife, and I think, I listened to Prices, and he, and he had a bit of a similar thing, didn't he? Mm. Um, they really turned on him, and he was a local lad, he was a fed lad, he lived in the middle of Featherstone, and, and they really turned on him, and his, and his kid, and his. I think it was his daughter or his wife, and, and he just walked away, and then they brought Pete Rowan. And, I mean... <laughs> Pete Rowe was one of the most, I mean, I, I don't mean that he would just, right? He, he was stuck in another era with Pete. <laughs> but he had his assistant, um, oh, they were a school teacher.
0: No, oh Ian, uh, we... Ian Fairhurst. Yes. Because Ian Fairhurst took over when Peter Rowe left, because I was a physio there at the time. He was from Keithley,
1: was Ian? That's it. Ian Fairhurst. Mm. But, re- but really good bloke, him. Oh, oh,
0: hey, fella, yeah,
1: really good bloke, and he could so. Rowie had ran to us, and he and had it out. Do you know like it, it? It would, just but and it just seemed to pull out, give everybody a kick up ass. Um, but he could, he could lose his rag, could Rowie, we once get a beat at, uh, I think it was Lancashire. We should have gone. We were expect. Lang- were it Lancashire Lynx or Charlie? They went through a few name changes. Yeah, and we're playing away and at time We're getting beat, and he asked all non-playing staff to leave changing room. <laughs> and it's one of, I mean it, you know when you hear about the legendary Fergie thing and kicking stuff all over place yeah, yeah it was <laughs> the, it, it went but we, won, we We beat him in the second half it worked it did its trick but um, yeah Rowie Rowie was Rowie was a ranter and Ian was a the, the mellow just yeah a real good yeah real good bloke Ian um, yeah I liked them both We got a chance at working then on back of that didn't we Rowie yeah uh, yeah, it didn't go down well at Wakefield. I don't think did it. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not, too after, not too long after that, mate. You you had a you, your progression of this back injury. And you played your last game at 24. Yeah, yeah. I feel like right. just this conversation. You feel like you've gone through maybe a 10 plus year career. But what 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 happened there? You know, such a young age
1: to to call it a day. Um. So when I were at Wakefield that season, that 98 season, all season, I'd had this. It was like this real weird groin, like you know like where so sprint hurt but i could sort of i could sort of play through it and i were all right but it was but it were, a, it were like a constant thing but i were all right and then but i thought well anyhow and i got a chance prepared, i thought i'll be all right it's it's just whatever it is and the groin cleared up and then it started it switched to my hamstring i was telling your dad about it and it, it looking i mean it was just sciatica but it just got to a point where it just went on over the two over the two years. It just, in fact, no, maybe the first six months or I, right, I can't remember exactly. But it just got worse and worse. It was just constant. And then I went to see a physio. Fed didn't really. It was really weird. It was like they didn't have a clue what mm-hmm. it was. It was just. It was like because I was going, no, it's not my hamstring because it's like a nerve, you know. Like and anyhow, so it went on and they sent me for scans and and then it worked. This surgeon and he just said look, you've, you know, like you showed me all that MRI scan. They're saying, you know, this narrowing of your spinal column because of these discs, you know, like your only option as far as I'm concerned is an operation. He goes, but at 24, I don't really want to give you it. He says a third, of, he said a third of people will see some signs of improvement. A third, it'll make no difference. And a third, it'll get worse, but it's your call. And I've got to a point where, um, I don't know, when, you, when you've got something like that all the time, it would take me like two and three days to to be able to get back into any kind of training. I was going out on the pitch half an hour before everybody else to try and get it, you know, just to do my best to get it moving and warmed up. And I think just it just sort of, it just drained a bit of enjoyment from me. But I said to your dad, I think if I'd have had that same conversation while playing at Wakefellers, I'd have just had it off. I, I know that sounds a little bit, but maybe the whole thing, just, Yeah. I don't know. It's just how it goes. It's just how it goes sometimes.
0: We've talked about this, haven't we? we, Now we know what we now know now in 2022. You know, as a physio, I know what to do. As a fitness instructor, you know what to do. We could have got you three going, couldn't we? You could could have continued.
1: Lee, it would have probably taken two months. (laughs) You know, like, two months and it would have been been sorted and there wouldn't have been an issue, would there? No. But... But that's just that's just where we want. I think that's the trouble with surgeons with scans. I don't, so I don't know physios what at time. It would it would a, a girl physio at 5th Can't remember her name. But we had a, it one. So that later at one point. But I don't think it was Lisa then because there there were a younger lass who took over. I might be wrong, but she, but she didn't really have a clue, and I'm not knocking her for that. And then surgeons only give you surgeons' opinions don't they? No,
0: don't they? Yeah. You
1: know, so i probably badly advised. I, I said to you dinner. So Johnny Ray for me about three years later, four years later. my I'm playing for Rodillion rugby union. Um it's brilliant. You'd love it. We'll have a right laugh. You come and play. I'm, I'm up wing you my centre. I said I can't with me backley uh Johnny I goes with t- He goes no he goes get some pilates done strengthen your core do this do that another honestly you'll be right I'll go, no no that surgeon said that my back <laughs> <laughs> so and then and then as it goes on i ended up looking because i had a bad in, a bad do with my back it went into like fully went into spasm once and um billy we've talked about it, billy mclean yeah and he was saying you're gonna have to strengthen your car and you're gonna have to start and he, he just give me this little thing you know y- your planks and side planks and Bridges and then moved on to Swiss ball and doing it. And I got myself right. And I said before, now when I was playing, I avoided squats, avoided deadlifts, you know, all the things because I was saying, no, oh, no, not with my back. I, I need to miss them. And they were saying, no, no, don't do it with your back. And all them things now, I, I do more than what I, I do then. And now I'm 46. And so that's <laughs> a signal as well. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's life. It's one of them things.
0: So, where's life taking you over the last 20 years, mate? Obviously, we know about you, Jim. How did you get to that level from retiring in 2000 to where you are now?
1: Um, well, I was always a joiner mainly. Um mm-hmm. so I would a it. Um, I worked at a place in Renthorpe from being 16, TS Bookers. Um just always wanted to get out of it, as in the, the thing. I, well, I thought I was gonna be a full-time rugby player in '98. I thought that would <laughs> that would be a way out. Um and I set up on my own for a little bit. I did a, I was, I was fitting kitchens and doing stuff. And then I got to a point where, um, I really, and I started looking at a bit of a career change. Um, we got chance to do as level three personal training through, um, GMB Players Union. Stu Dickens, to be fair, got us onto it. Well, from through Featherston, and we went and did that. But we didn't really know what to do with it at the time. Um, and then I got, a, I looked at, I got a job at uh in prison service i was an instructional officer so i got a job in prison i did six years at prison service five years at wheelston and one in wakefield um so but then we started doing these boot camps and doing a little bit and we were doing you know just as a a bit of a sideline you know like two nights a week saturday morning um and then we we just i don't know i knew that really was not for me neither that that's not a great job working in a prison you know Mm -hmm. you might as well you might as well be a prisoner um so I knew that one for me and and grey were grey what say we we, it's really sad as well how we've gone through very similar you know like all the same stuff because I mean yeah you got you're having grey on aren't you yeah yeah I mean he finished at 24 himself didn't he yeah 24 where you know when he had to I mean his when he broke his neck but so he ended up and worked with me for a bit. We worked at TS Booker's for a bit. We went and did stuff. And then he ended up getting a job at Prince of, Anyhow, and then we went we did his degrees. So we went back and we went to Wakefield College and did a sports science degree. Mm-hmm. And that sort of gave us the... Um, we started doing coaching in schools to keep some money coming in. We're doing some coaching in, uh, in junior schools. Um, not particularly rugby, but just general fitness and... Um, things like that and that kept us going and looking at possibly at one point thinking do we try and get into being p you know like a p teacher but then i knew that that one what i wanted to do and then just got a, just by chance um doing one of his boot camp sessions um a lad who an estate agent who used to come and i'd seen this one of the um an industrial unit up on silkwood and i'd asked him i said do you know what about them do you know like for rent i said. One Of them garages would underneath, it'd be all right for PT space. I said, Well, you know who owned them, and he told me who warned them. And two Wakey fans as they are, it, but um, Vaughan and Kyle Griffiths from Renthorn, uh, do you know them both, Jamie? Yeah, blue, yeah, very well.
0: I'm a good yeah, man, yeah, Griffith, yeah, I know, you, right? I know
1: he's so, with his son quite often, Billy. When right, I so Billy's in Oz now, isn't he? Yeah, he yeah, is, so, yeah. So, so this so next thing he says, Well, Kyle and Vaughn on them, he says, I'll phone Kyle for you now, anyhow, Kyle. He says, Oh, put him on. So I'm talking to him, he goes, No, you don't want them, Matt. And He goes, I've got a great place up here for you in St. John's. They're perfect. So and and that was pretty much how it happened. It showed us round and and that's how and that's how we got that place. And we just took a, a bit of a punt on it, really. We'd been doing boot camps for about eight years, I think, at that point. So we built up a pretty decent um a bit of a base and we thought, right yeah let's let's go into it and have a go and then and got into this of so personal training and and as classes and yeah and that's that's where that's how we've ended up here
0: brilliant are you happy where you are now it's going well for you
1: yeah it's brilliant yeah it's yeah. um yeah it's a great i mean you can't class it as a job can you it's no, it's just, no. it's it's not a job um yeah just yeah never regret No, i mean i used to it coming back off holiday and holiday blues and all that I don't now I look forward to getting back you know it's just yeah I love it it's great and, and it's I think we're both the
0: same it's yeah. one of those gyms isn't it as well it's uh, you, you, a lot of different people come you've got different people you've got somebody who comes and the part of the murk outside next to somebody's work van you all come in you all mucking together we're all mates together and it yeah. doesn't matter where you come from or what you do as a job once you get through those four doors and walk up the steps you, you're part of a team aren't you and that's yeah, what built, I
1: think you built up yeah, I I think that's what we always wanted. I think that's why we started the boot camp thing because we both missed being part of a team. And we're not into you know like the you can be into all sorts of stuff like gym wise, can And you know body we're not bodybuilders, we're not any of that. We just like you know we just want people to come in with right attitude, work hard, but enjoy the you know enjoy themselves and get on with each other. You know like you you don't want bitching, you don't want you know you just want that. Um yeah, so yeah, it is. We've got a great set. You know, we 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 say it loads that we you know how lucky we are to have a group of people that, that come to us and everybody who just comes in just seems to just just slot in. Like when you Kem Lee, you just you know, you just come in and you're part of it, aren't you? And um yeah, it's yeah, they're a good set. Yeah, they're a good set. Uh, nobody takes themselves too seriously, do they?
2: No, not at all.
1: Include including us.
2: <laughs> you and Grace sound like Fraser and Niles Crane. If you watch Fraser, you know who follow each other. Two brothers that follow each other oh, everything.
1: Mate, I know it's a, it's a bit pathetic, really. But I mean, we have a. I blame mum and dad. We had, we had a, we shared a double bed till I we was till I was seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've never we've never been able to escape, have we? It's um, yeah, it's it's weird, but we get on all right, you know. We. Yeah, we get on sound. I mean, bloody hell, we're even going on holiday together in, in a few weeks.
2: <laughs> <The shoot. laughs> you know what I
1: mean? We must no, not just us two, <laughs> mate. Families are coming. But all kids get on then and all, you know, like the you know, the they're all best mates. Um so but, but honestly though, we don't live in each other's pockets away from each other. You know, we're not round at each other's hours every weekend or, or none of that. But yeah, we get on all right to say we to say we spend so much time together, you know? Because I know I mean, I feel, when I hear of other brothers and sisters or whatever and they argue and they don't get on and, uh, you know, they aren't spotting for years, and it, it's quite sad, I think, really. Do you know what I mean? I just, I can't imagine, um, I can't imagine that. This is just how it's always been for us, I suppose. So, um, yeah, which, I mean, like, one of the things, I think there were only a few games where we actually lined up starting together as well. Um, but there were, I think, there were one Keithley away where we are both in centres, which I always remember. Um, I don't know whether you know that so one were number three one were number four and that you know like so yeah just yeah so we've had a we've had a few more but we didn't get a chance to play that many games together
2: Superb stuff, Martin. I know there's been a few lows in your career. You mentioned about maybe losing a spot or having to leave Wakefield, but you know many people dream of playing one professional rugby league game, but you played 117 first-grade games in your career. So you, 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 it's an outstanding feat and being part of that 98 grand final team, you're, you're in that kind of legacy forever, mate. So thank you very much, Martin Law, for coming on the podcast.
1: No, no, thank you. And uh, yeah, it, it's been good. Cheers.
2: The, the, the hour always goes very quick, mate. Always goes very quick
1: it does yeah yeah
2: and, uh, Thanks, and so we'll we'll pull we'll pull some more uh, childhood bed stories out of Graham in a couple of weeks <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
2: i <laughs> will get up and
1: i've given you a bit of ammo.
2: Say, yeah. Thank you everybody for listening to episode 30 of the Wakefield Trinity Heritage Podcast. You can find us on podcasting platforms worldwide. Follow us on Facebook under the Wakefield Trinity Heritage Banner and Twitter at WTHeritagePod for further information and real-time updates on the podcast. Massive thank you to my co-host Lee Robinson, my dad. Thank you to Graham L- uh, my- <laughs> <Martin> oh. Law. <laughs> thank you to Martin Law. Um, I've been Jamie Robinson and we will catch you all down the road.
1: Hi, it's Cammy Chris Camara. You have been listening to the Trinity Heritage Podcast with Jamie and Lee Robinson. It's unbelievable.